from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Honda has announced its plan to bring a multi-billion dollar project to Southern Ohio in an effort to make our state a hub for electric vehicle production. ONN's Tracy Townsend has more. This new Honda and LG Energy Solution joint project will be built in Fayette County, and this is a projected $4.4 billion project. They plan to start construction early next year with the goal of having this factory finished by the year 2024. Governor Mike DeWine said it's a huge part of our state's future. This new facility will bring at least 2,200 new jobs to Ohio. Honda will also invest $700 million into several existing production plants. President Biden quickly responded to this major announcement, calling it a win for America and Ohio. I'm Tracy Townsend. Democrat Tim Ryan and Republican J.D. Vance, the two candidates for U.S. Senate in Ohio, debated in Cleveland last night. ONN's Kevin Landers was there. On the issue of abortion, including a 10-year-old Ohio girl who was raped and had to leave Ohio to terminate the pregnancy. But we can't ignore the level of extremism that we're hearing from J.D. Vance on this position. No exceptions for rape and incest, right? If you get raped... J.D. Vance and others are going to say you have to have that baby. That poor girl was raped by an illegal alien, somebody that should have never been in this state in the first place. Reporting in Cleveland, Kevin Landers. The deadline to register to vote in Ohio's November 8th election is at 9 p.m. Registration can be done online or in person at county boards of election. In Columbus, a mother and her 10-year-old son are asking a simple question. Why was he shot while inside his house in the middle of the night over the weekend? Tamika Lee's son, David, was shot in the back just inches from his neck. He received stitches and is doing well. Lee says she counted nearly 30 bullet holes throughout her home. It hurts just to know that somebody would be so evil. They have so much hatred in their heart like that, not even caring about who's in here. For me to get shot in the middle of something I don't even know about, I feel like they should just have more self-control of themselves. Police have not released any information about possible suspects at this time. Officials are still cleaning up and assessing the damage after a freight train derailed in Sandusky on Saturday. ONN's Lena Lai has more. This train carrying hot paraffin wax went off the rails at the Columbus Avenue underpass, shutting down a number of roads in the area. Fortunately, no one was hurt, and it's not clear yet what caused the train to go off the tracks. I'm Lena Lai. A recent operation known as the One Pill Can Kill initiative resulted in fentanyl seizures across the state. ONN's Dave James reports. The seizures in Ohio included more than 65 kilograms of fentanyl powder, that's about 143 pounds, and 87,000 fentanyl-laced pills. The U.S. Justice Department says it's enough fentanyl to provide more than 4.5 million lethal doses. Agents say just two milligrams of fentanyl or the amount that could fit on the tip of a pencil is enough to kill. The operation ran from May to September. Dave James, I went in news. A march was held in Akron yesterday to demand change after the death of Jalen Walker. Walker was unarmed when he was shot and killed by eight Akron police officers in June after a chase. Demonstrators called for police accountability and encouraged voters to make change in the polls this November. 
There will be an issue on the ballot in Akron that would create a Citizens Police Oversight Board. Judy Hill is president of the NAACP Akron branch. This gathering is all about unity. It's about all of us coming together. Different denominations, different organizations, the NAACP, the Urban League, Freedom Block, other community organizations, faith leaders. Walker's shooting remains under review by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation. Ohio's search and rescue team based in suburban Dayton got home last night from a big mission. ONN's Yolanda Harris reports. Ohio Task Force One is back home after spending two weeks preparing and responding to Hurricane Ian. 84 members and seven dogs arrived back in Vandalia. They conducted more than 4,500 house-by-house searches, rescued a handful of people, evacuated dozens who needed help, and checked on many more who were sheltering in place. I'm Yolanda Harris. The Cleveland Browns welcomed back a familiar face yesterday. Quarterback Deshaun Watson was permitted to return to the team's practice facility while he continues to serve his 11-game suspension for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy with multiple allegations of sexual misconduct. Watson has reached settlements in 23 lawsuits with one lawsuit ongoing. While he's now permitted to attend team meetings, he won't be allowed to take part in team practices until November 14th. He's allowed to play on December 4th in the Browns' Week 13 matchup against Watson's former team, the Texans. Second-ranked Ohio State is off this weekend. Head coach Ryan Day says the break gives them an opportunity to assess the first half of the season. Now that we're in the bye week, you get a chance to kind of evaluate the first six games and, and you know where we've gotten better and, and where we need to get better. Um, but uh, overall, I think you know we played in these first six games physical. You know, I think we did in this past game. But overall, both sides of the line, I thought they were, you know, we, we did. We played physical. This past week, C.J. Stroud was named the Offensive Player of the Week. He threw for six touchdowns for the third time in his career. After the team missed its chance to make the playoffs for a second straight year, the Columbus crew fired head coach Caleb Porter. ONN's Adam King has the story. He brought an MLS Cup to Columbus, helped welcome them to their new stadium, and was a part of the biggest signing in franchise history. But Caleb Porter will not be the crew's head coach next season. Just 24 hours after missing out on the playoffs, the team announcing they are parting ways with Porter. The crew and President Tim Bezopachinko putting out a statement saying, quote, this is not a decision we took lightly. We assessed the 2022 season as a whole, and it's clear that we fell short. As for the timeline for a new head coach. The crew saying the search begins now. I'm Adam King. And in Cleveland, a high school softball player caught the walk-off home run ball hit by Cleveland Guardians outfielder Oscar Gonzalez Saturday afternoon at Progressive Field. Lydia Aspara of ONN affiliate WKYC-TV has the story. This girl, Megan Forshe, a softball player from Westlake High School. Her coach knew it was her and posted the catch seen around the world. I was just watching the game and the ball, saw the ball come off the bat, saw it coming right for me. I just kept my eye on it the whole time and watched it into my glove. But she wasn't alone. She went to the game with her dad, Dan. He has now become famous himself. I just told him, like, I got it. I put my my hand out and it looks like I pushed him. Did you push him? Probably, yeah. Game two of the wild card series memorable for Megan Forshe and Oscar Gonzalez. Lydia Spara in Cleveland. Special thanks to our affiliates WBNS TV in Columbus, WTOL TV in Toledo, and WKYC TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett. On the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.